Hey, Kansas City, you're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode, why folk musician Danny Cox doesn't take the Chauvin verdict for granted. The tension was palpable as a verdict announcement drew near on Tuesday. In Kansas City, hundreds of miles from Minneapolis, helicopters circled overhead, putting everyone on high alert. It had been almost a year since the world saw George Floyd die on video with a police officer's knee on his neck. Almost a year since cities and towns all over the country erupted into protests. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! And eventually, police protester standoffs. Resulting in barricaded streets, confusing arrests, and clouds of tear gas. Man, that was a lot of gas. Yeah, that was a lot of gas. They just went nuts with it. The nation started grappling in a new way with conflicting narratives. In the scenes that played out, some saw an America they didn't know. Others saw an America they knew quite well. Folk musician Danny Cox, he knew it well. As a kid growing up in Cincinnati in the 1950s, Danny read Ebony and Jet magazines, which spoke directly to black Americans. Both magazines published photographs of lynching victims, including Emmett Till. And I remember as a kid, seeing that picture of Emmett Till, I could not believe it. I mean, to this day, I can still see him in that coffin to this day. That image, seared into his brain, was a call to action. By high school, Danny was all in on the fight for civil rights. His mom would call the school when protests were happening to inform them that Danny would be in jail that day. He went to jail four times before he graduated. Now he's a grandfather. He lives in KCK, and he was holding his breath like everyone else waiting for the Chauvin verdict. I called him right after the thrice guilty verdict was announced. He'd been on my mind all afternoon. That's because when protests were still going full force last June, he told me he'd just shown his 15-year-old grandson old video footage, the now infamous video footage, capturing four white Los Angeles police officers beating a young black man by the name of Rodney King. His grandson had never seen it before. Like the killing of George Floyd, this gruesome beating at the hands of police was captured on video. And that video went viral in the 1991 sense of the word. In those pre-cell phone days, someone saw what was happening on the street outside their window and ran to retrieve a camcorder. What happened to one black man at the hands of four police officers was suddenly visible to the nation. It was all over the news. And last June, Danny Cox told his grandson a solemn truth. The whole world saw that video every day on the news, and those officers were still acquitted. Many predicted a similar outcome for Chauvin's murder charges. That's why people were holding their breath. When things turned out differently, I had to call Danny Cox. Hi, Danny, this is... He answered his phone with a bellowing hello. Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Shouting over the television news, blaring in the background. 
Not wanting to interrupt a big moment, I scheduled another phone call for the next morning. 18 hours later, when I called again, the television was still audible in the background. I asked him how long he'd been watching the news, and he told me he'd been at it since 4.30 that morning. He sounded happy. Well, I have several feelings, one of which is maybe the words to these old songs, you know, uh, uh, my country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Maybe all these things are starting to ring a little stronger in my heart. Danny has a whole history with what it means to be a black man stopped by white police officers in America. He remembers being a touring musician on the road in the 1960s. I pull into a little college town with a new, it's a rental car, new car. And every time, a policeman would stop and pull me over. And now, he is in the power, in the power position. He's pulled me over. And at that time, he didn't ever have a reason. After enduring this predictable situation again and again, Danny got an idea. What if he made his first order of business in every town to flag down a police officer? Is when I get to a town, the first thing I would do is look for a policeman and flag him down. It was worth a try. I tell him, you know, I'm here in town doing concert university. You know, they gave me the wrong directions. Oh, really? What kind of music you play? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, well, you like music? Yeah, my, oh, my family. Why don't you bring your family? Oh, yeah. Hey, just follow me. I'll take you there. <laughs> That's how he got himself a police escort to the venues. It worked out, but... I mean, it's a shame that that's what I had to do. He had to do it for reasons that played out in the Chauvin trial. You know, this, this built-up concept of what a black man is that's been put down through from slavery time, a brute. And, it's, and, and, and even though it's not spoken, it's told in stories. And, and you, you look at a sport event, the white guy has, is, is smart. The black guy has athleticism. You know what I'm saying? So this story comes down forever. Like they were talking about George Floyd having superhuman strength. I mean, my God. He's referring, of course, to witness testimony about Floyd's stature and athleticism and the defense's argument that the officer kept Floyd in a chokehold after he lost consciousness because he could theoretically awaken powerfully and violently. Danny Cox doesn't see the guilty verdict on its own as the end of that story or a happily ever after. In the course of the trial, 20-year-old Dante Wright was killed by a Minneapolis police officer during a traffic stop while reaching out to his mom on the phone. And 13-year-old Adam Toledo was killed with his hands up in Chicago. I have to keep it in perspective. It is, it is a milestone. The change will take time, but it's like you, you, you're finally out of the forest and the, the place of rest and, uh, and a cup of coffee is another three miles away, but you know it's there. His optimism is informed by two other recent developments that have more to do with American pop culture than American judicial proceedings. One is that he's seeing a ton of commercials featuring interracial couples casually doing things that, back in the day, would have been unimaginable, even dangerous. I mean, they would have put you on a cross and hung you for this stuff. 
sitting on a bed together, laying on a bed together. You know how powerful that is? The other thing that blew him away was the fact that a black woman and white man co-hosted the Academy of Country Music Award ceremony last Sunday night. And, that's, and I've been praying for it for a long time. I've been saying, these guys, they could change the attitude of people through country music, just visually, just sing people together. And they did it. They did it. That was beautiful. And then two days later, we get this verdict. Cox calls the verdict what it should be, adding, There's no great celebration. But as far as he's concerned, there is a before and after. Because the whole country's attention really focused on what happened to George Floyd during this pandemic. People fought for that. It put the country in a position where if they didn't do the right thing now, we were stepping back a hundred years. And now? It can never go back to the way it was. It will never be the way it was. This podcast is based on a weekly column that comes out every Sunday at kcur.org. The column is edited by Barb Shelley, and the podcast is produced by Mackenzie Martin with music from Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Gina Kaufman. Take it easy, Casey.